Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just point to the logo on my chest and tell him Slammy, ego, slammy, ego, slammy, ego, slammy, ayy Hit it up hard, hit it with strike From the national anthem to the bottom of the night I'm in slammy, ego, slammy, ego, slammy, ego, slammy, ayy You already know what's up What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 314 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden here on, what is today? January 4th, 2023. Today's a Wednesday, right? I believe so. Um, Thank you so much for joining here. We got a little bit of a comparison to do today. Padres and the Red Sox, Sander Bogarts, obviously the big addition of the Padres this past or this current offseason. And so I wanted to look back at the World Series that Xander was a big part in winning in 2018 with the Red Sox and compare that team to the current Padres roster, 2023, that's on paper and see if the Padres can be better than them uh, in the regular season this coming year. Uh, what do the projections look like? Maybe I'm not looking at, you know, wins specifically, comparing wins uh, and what the Padres are projected, how many wins they're projected to have this coming season. But I'm looking at players and positions and comparing the main positions, the main starting pitchers, the main relievers from 2018 with the Red Sox and 2023, this Padres team on paper. Um, just trying to think of other things that I wanted to add before getting started. That's pretty much it. I'm taking the Fangraphs Wars from every player from the 2018 Red Sox, the main players, uh, taking their F war from that year and comparing it to the 2023 projected F war, Fangraphs War, uh, for the Padres, their main players for this coming season, and seeing what the win totals are or what the collective F war is, uh, and just seeing if that kind of looks correct or maybe it doesn't look as correct. If you have any questions, any other Padres questions, I'll get to those at the end. So definitely put those in there so uh, I don't forget to hit on any other topics uh, using that super chat. Uh, function works perfect because that guarantees that I get to your uh, comment or your question. Again, I appreciate you for 
being here, let's get started with the 2018 Red Sox. I'll go through them first, and then we'll get to the 2023 Padres, their projected main group of players. So 2018, just as a refresher, Xander was the shortstop for the Red Sox. 108-54 and 54 was their regular season record. This was obviously while the Padres were still rebuilding and they still had Will Myers as their big guy. Or no, 2018, Hosmer was the big guy, right? That was his first year here. Hosmer, Myers, Franmil. Was Franmil on the team then? I know he was there 2019. Uh, but I think Josh Naylor was on there at some point, right? That was 2018 for the Padres. Uh, who was, was it Galvis as the starting shortstop, I want to say? That's where the Padres were. But in, with the Red Sox, so they had Sandy Leon and Christian Vasquez combined. They were combining time as the starting catcher. And so their F4 combined from the 2018 regular season. So all of these stats are from the 2018 regular season. Or the, the all of the F4s. 0 0.7. Their first base combo, Mitch Moreland, Steve Pierce, uh, was 2.4. Mitch Moreland's F4, 0.7. At second base, they had Eduardo Nunez, and they had Ian Kinsler, who flipped, flipped off Padres fans uh, when he got to the Padres. That was 2019, right? Um, their combined F4, 0.9. Sandra Bogarts, 4.4. Pretty good year there. Rafi Devers, 1.0. So he had not turned into the player that he was now, or at least in 2018, his numbers were not you know, as, as great as they are now. Um, he's going into his last year before his big free agency, right? So 2018, 2019, 2020, 21, 22. So he was in the league in 2017, so that was his second season. In the big leagues, his second or that was his first season of like really playing. He played over 120 games in the regular season uh, on base percentage was almost 300 over 60 RBIs still hit over 20 home runs, but he had not reached the level of hitting, you know, 30 home runs consistently, uh, which he kind of started in 2019. Uh, ben Intendi was the left fielder for the Red Sox. This was obviously when he was under his rookie contract, and he was really good. Uh, 4.9 F4. Jackie Bradley Jr., or JBJ, 3.4 F4. Then they obviously had Mookie Betts, 10.5. He went off in 2018. Sorry, anyone who's watching this, they're seeing some tissues because I'm still not feeling great. But I love talking about the Padres and baseball, so I'm going to do this. Um, I don't like taking time, you know, time off or doing stuff like that. Uh, getting back to Mookie. So let me see. Let me go over this 2018 season that Mookie had. Te a 10.5 F4. Holy crap. He had a 136 OPS plus, an 873. OPS uh, on base percentage was 340. He hit 35 bombs. His baseball reference war, by the way, was 6.4. So it fangrass was much uh, nicer to him. But just look at the numbers. Great season. Uh, the batting average wasn't great, 269. 
but he won the MVP in 2018, was obviously an all-star. He led the league in runs, 129 runs scored, led the league in average, 346, led in slugging percentage, 640, and uh, gold gloves, silver slugger. So he was the best Boston Red Sox that year. That's for sure. But Bogarts was pretty good. Uh, but Bogarts, we'll talk about the Padres, obviously, here in a minute. This could be the same thing where Bogarts has a really good year, but he has someone else who is who who goes bonkers and has an MVP caliber season like Manny did this past year or Juan Soto or Tatis comes back for the suspension from the suspension, excuse me, and is this great player uh, like we like we've seen 2021 uh, and whenever he's played, he's pretty much been great. Uh, but yeah, Betts was great. J.D. Martinez was their D.H. He was great, 5.7 F4. So that was their position player group. Matt Carpenter, I don't think he's going to be as great as J.D. Martinez was in 2018, like consistently all season long, but he was like Babe Ruth with the Yankees when he stayed healthy. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Moving to the starting rotation, you had Rick Porcello there with Boston. 2.4 2.4 F4. David Price also had a 2.4 F4. Uh, Chris Sale, 6.2. Eduardo Rodriguez, 2.1. And then Nathan Avaldi, who just signed with the Texas Rangers uh, back in 2018, 2.2 F4. You look at the bullpen, Craig Kimbrell, 1.3. Hector Velasquez, who had a short career, 0.4. Joe Kelly, 0.6. Matt Barnes, 1.2. I believe is still on their roster. Heath Hembry, 0.1. Uh, I went through those quicker than the position players, but some of those names you might not know too well, so I didn't want to spend a ton of time on them. Uh, David Price, obviously, is now with the Dodgers. He came over uh, as pretty much like the the luggage, if that makes sense, the heavy luggage in that Mookie Betts deal. The Dodgers were like, yeah, all right, well, I guess we have to take David Price off of the Red Sox hands to make this deal work, and they did. And so that was after 2018, though. Um, So the Red Sox, their final F4, regular season among those names. Now, there was other guys that contributed. There was Brock Holt. You know, there there were other names. But those were the name. Those were like the main guys, I'd say, for the regular season. 52.8 was their F4. Now, let's move on to the Padres. Again, this is not 2022 numbers. This is the Fangraphs 2023 projected projected numbers for the Padres. Um, let's get started with the Ketrick position, go down the list, just as the same we did for the Red Sox. Uh, let's start with the catching position. Austin Nola, 1.4 F4, 1.1. Luis Camposano, 2.5 projected F4. For the catching position. And Nola and Campy there. You can see those are pretty identical F4s. Uh, And I kind of believe that. That's what will happen in 2023. I think Nola's going to be the starter. To start off. Um, But Camposano. He could. He could earn it. Like. If he has worked this past. Or this offseason. And. Starting pitchers on the staff begin to trust Camposano more. Maybe they work with him in spring training. 
And they're like, yeah, okay, this guy's worked more. Uh, he's no, He knows what he's doing. Maybe some other guys are willing to throw to him and give Nola some more days off uh, if they think that's going to help Nola, you know, long term. Then you could see Campy get more playing time. His F4 increases, Nola's decreases, and maybe they're pretty much splitting time evenly behind the plate. I think Nola's going to see, again, I think Nola's going to see more playing time to begin the year. It's going to be something that's going to have to be earned. Camposano's going to have to earn this playing time, no doubt. Uh, but yeah, I think the, the catching position, could it be upgraded? Yeah, I think. But Vasquez is gone. We, we know the Padres were interested in him, but are they really interested in another catcher? You know, they, they did bring in Pedro Severino. He seems like their depth option. I guess they could bring back Corey Alfaro. He has not agreed to a deal with anyone. But he probably views himself as a major league catcher. Uh, so, I mean, he was on the postseason roster. He had some big moments, obviously, for the Padres in 2022. So I, I don't really see that happening. Uh, I, th I think the Padres are content with their catching position, or their, yeah, the catching situation right now. What they the Padres need to do is they need, uh, maybe not need, they might not feel like they need to go get another starting pitcher before spring training. They might want to see how Seth Lugo and Nick Martinez do. They may like the depth that they have in the minor leagues and trust that more than us fans do. I'd like them to get another starter, but there's probably going to be some starting pitchers that aren't signed at the beginning of the season, and maybe the Padres are okay with getting one of those guys if something happens. We don't know. We're, we're not A.J. Preller in the front office, obviously. Uh, moving over to the first base position, Jake Cronenworth, 2.9 projected F4. Uh, maybe his value is a little bit less in 2023 because he's not at second base, but I think this guy could have another all-star caliber season numbers-wise, but he's probably not going to be an all-star because the position he's considered under is first base, and we know that the bigger names there, Freddie Freeman, there's more bigger names at first than there are at second. At first, Freddie Freeman, Paul Goldschmidt. I'm just looking at the National League, Pete Alonzo. I'm not a big fan of his, but he is one of the bigger names. Even Reese Hoskins, uh, I think people think of him more as a first baseman uh, than Jake Cronenworth. Um, who else? Those are pretty much the big names in the National League, but how many positions are there in the All-Star game? Or how many guys fill each position? What, two or three? Three probably for first base, because you can do a DH as well. So there could be replacements. So maybe Jake, in, Jake gets in that way like he did this past year, because Chisholm dealt with an injury. Uh, but Crony's going to provide value to this Padres team, and he's not going to get traded. Uh, I'd be very, very surprised if he does get traded. Uh, Hassan Kim, 2.9 F4. Starting second baseman, I don't think he gets dealt either. Xander Bogart's 4.5, so he had a 4.4 in uh, 2018, projected to be just a little bit better in 2023. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to have as many home runs as he's accustomed to because he's playing in a 
pitcher's ballpark at Petco, but he can still hit home runs. Uh, he's still going to drive in runs. He's still, I think, going to be a productive hitter in that Padres lineup. You have Manny Machado, obviously, at third, projecting him to have a five F4. Fernando in left, or I'm just putting him penciled in, in, in left. I, I think he'll probably play right, but I, I just put him put him in and left. There, there's Soto can play left. It doesn't matter. We know that he's going to be starting in the outfield when he returns. Uh, 5.5 projected F4 for him. Trent Grisham in center, 2.6 projected F4. Yeah, there's a lot of conversations about maybe they trade Trent Grisham. Uh, the Padres are more than open, according to Dennis Lynn, to uh, having discussions and listening to calls about Trent Grisham. But we know that his offense can't be worse than it was this past regular season, and we know what you're going to get out of Trent Grisham defensively in center, and that is an above-average center fielder. And if he's hitting ninth, that is not the end of the world. Like, I'm fine with that. You get to keep Trent Grisham, have him as your nine hitter. Uh, by the way, he's wearing number one now. He has a New Jersey number. Um, but yeah, keep him as your nine hitter. He's going to be better this coming season. I do believe that. Not the end of the world. Uh, you don't have to give up Jackson Merrill either and other top prospects. Like, yeah, for Brian Reynolds, like, I'm fine with that. You have Tatis coming back, and you have Soto, who's going to be better this next year. Bogarts, like, there's a lot of talent on this team. I don't think they need to go stretching for Brian Reynolds, if that makes sense. Um, where was I? So Grish, 2.6 projected F4, Juan Soto. Their pro Fangraphs is projecting a huge year on a Juan Soto. I just talked about Manny, 5 F4. They're projecting a 7 F4 season from Juan Soto. Seven wins above replacement players. That's what that means. Um, huge year. And... I don't really have a reason to think that he won't have a huge year if, unless you want to be like a downer and say, oh, well, you saw last year that that's not, that, that wasn't like a, an adjustment period for Soto. That's actually who he is. No, I don't think so. I don't believe that. I think Juan, he's one of the best hitters in baseball. He didn't lose that coming over to San Diego. He struggled. He slumped. Yeah. But he's comfortable in San Diego now, I think. Uh, we saw that he had some big moments when it mattered in the postseason. I am definitely not worried about Juan Soto. And I would not be surprised if he is in the MVP discussion. Uh, I think Manny will be in there. Like Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado this past season, they were MVP finalists in the National League, and they had each other. So based on that... Shouldn't the Padres, their MVP caliber players, shouldn't they have stronger chance of winning the MVP because they have talent around them? Like That's what we should have took from the MVP voting this past season, right? Goldschmidt had the talent around him. He had Arenado with him, right? Manny didn't have that. I thought that's what made him most valuable player, but I guess not. Now Manny has Soto. Soto has Manny for the whole year. Like, Shouldn't that help their cases? I would think so. Uh, I think it'll help their numbers, and I'm fine with that. Like, I just want the Padres to win. So, yeah, I think a big year will come from Soto. Fangraphs is not big on Matt Carpenter, though. A 1.0 F4. Maybe they're accounting some injuries, just not playing every day. 
I hope that he has a higher war than that uh, because we did invest two years in him. We did see the year that he had with the Yankees when he was healthy. We're expecting him to DH a good amount, play some first base when some tough righties are on the mound and maybe the Padres don't want Austin Kim in there. So I hope he has a better year than that. Um, that would be kind of disappointing for me if he only has a one war. Darvish 2.9, Musgrove 3.2 projected Fangraphs war, Blake Snell 3.1. Those three guys, if they can stay healthy, I think that'll put the Padres in a much better spot, obviously, uh, in the back end of that rotation because it opens up more options, right? If Snell or Musgrove, they don't stay healthy, well, then now you have a Nick Martinez or Seth Lugo be the three-starter, assuming that the roster is as is. That's not great, right? Uh, and then you're forcing Jay Groom or someone like that to be coming in into the rotation or Julio Tehran. You're trusting him. Uh, hopefully, they, those three can stay healthy. Seth Lugo, 1.1 projected F4. For me, and Martinez is 1.2, by the way. That feels like they're thinking that they're going to go to the bullpen at some point. They're not going to be, you know, impact starting pitchers consistently the whole year. You'd think that one of them's going to stay in the rotation and consistently be a starting pitcher. Um, just because, okay, now I just don't really envision the Padres filling the four and five spots in the rotation with Groom and Weathers or Groom and Kinnear or Morahone who hasn't stayed healthy uh, or hasn't proved that he can be a starting pitcher consistently in the big leagues at all. Um, I don't think they're going to fill the starting rotation four or five spots with that. Uh, but they're not too high on those guys. It doesn't seem like as starting pitchers. Snell has a two-win difference between his F4, projected F4, and Lugo. Uh, if you look at the bullpen... The five I picked were Hayter, Suarez, Garcia, Pomerantz, and Morhone. Maybe you don't pick Pomerantz because Ben, he doesn't stay healthy, didn't stay healthy at all last year. Why are you counting on him? I'm not really counting on him. I'm just looking at who are the top five Padres relievers. Like, If the Padres could pick their top five, who would it be? I think Pomerantz is in that. Um, Hayter, 1.7 projected F4. Suarez, 0 0.7. Uh, I, I think... It might be smart for the Padres to really watch Josh Hader's workload so that he can go all out for this 2023 postseason. Because remember, he is a free agent after this coming season. And so I don't think the Padres are like, have a, I don't think they have their eyes set on bringing Josh Hader back and going all in whatever it takes to bring Josh Hader back. I, I think. They signed Robert Suarez, and they said, hey, if Josh Hader walks, that's fine. We have, a, we have our closer for the next, what? It would be, what, four years if he lives through the entire contract or pitches with the Padres through the entire contract. That's what I mean by that because uh, it's a five-year deal. And so after Hader leaves, that leaves four. Um, I think having Suarez save some games, I think that boosts Suarez's confidence. I think. That allows him to prepare for maybe a future closer role. And it saves some innings on Hater so they can go all out and use him like every postseason game. Maybe not every postseason game, but you get what I'm saying. Use him every spot possible and don't not use him in Philadelphia for three games again. 
right? Like, keep him healthy and have him be able to go all out for the postseason, which is the last time he's guaranteed to be a Padre, right? <coughs> Excuse me there. I just had to cough real quick. Um, Luis Garcia, 0.8 projected F4. Drew Pomerantz, 0.1. So they're projecting Pomerantz to not do a whole lot for the Padres. Uh, Adrian Morahone, 0.9 F4. May, who knows? Maybe Morahone will get some starts. Maybe he'll prove that he can be healthy. And the Padres uh, make him this bridge guy or make him the sixth man in the rotation to start the year. Who knows? I, I'm, I, mean, I am interested. I'll say that. I am interested in seeing what Morahone can do for the Padres this season. Uh, remember this past year, if I remember correctly, he didn't start the year uh, on the roster, I don't believe, because he was recovering from the Tommy John, right? And then he came back, and he was... He might have made a couple starts, but he was more in the bullpen uh, for the most part. Uh, so that is the Padres' main group of players there. So yeah, of course, they have a Zokar, you know, Brandon Dixon... Uh, you know, there's there's other relievers, Stephen Wilson. Um, there's other guys on the roster that will contribute wins to this team, but just main players, main relievers, starters, position players. I'm comparing the 2018 Red Sox, 2023 Padres. Just as a refresher, the 2018 Red Sox, 52.8 F4 in the regular season in 2018. The Padres, according to Fangraphs. They're projected F4 among these players I named, 49.6. So that is a 3.2 F4 gap between the 2018 Red Sox and the 2023 Padres players, the main group of players. That's not that big of a gap. And look, will the Padres, the 2023 Padres, be better than the 2018 Red Sox? We, it's kind of hard to be better than them because the Red Sox won the World Series. So maybe win the World Series in fewer games, like sweep the World Series. Uh, how can you be better? Like have a better regular season and win the World Series? The Red Sox won 108 games. I don't think the Padres are going to get to 108 wins. Like that is, that's dominance. Um, and there are question marks with the Padres team. I'm sure there were with the Red Sox. You could probably ask Red Sox fans that going into the 2018 season, there was probably health issues as well, or health questions. Uh, didn't know what they were going to get out of certain players. Just You could you could say that about this Padres team. Uh, but to have a 3.2 F4 gap, that's not a big gap. And if Matt Carpenter has a better year than Fangraphs is projecting, that lowers that gap there. Um, if Nola somehow has a better year. If Drew Pomerantz, 0.1 projected F4, if he has a better year and he can stay healthy, his F4 is going to be higher than 0.1. So that makes that gap a little smaller. Um, I, th I think what I took away from this is this Padres team, there there are similarities to, this, to the 2018 Red Sox team that Bogey was on. Uh, you look at the catching position, not great offensively, but it's probably going to be shared playing time. You had Sandy Leon, Christian Vasquez with in 2018. Padres here with Nola and Campy, and who knows if they make a move. Uh, you look at the second base, 
situation. I think Kim's the starter, uh, but you could have. There's going to be someone else playing second base a little bit there, and the Red Sox kind of had a platoon there uh, with shortstop. It's Bogarts both ways. At third base, it was Devers for the Red Sox. It's Manny for the Padres. Like those are two. I know Devers was much younger then, but those are two star players that they have at third base. Um, you look at center field, Jackie Bradley Jr., Trent Grisham, two guys that there's potential pop at some point, uh, you know, at some times, but they're they're great defensively. Uh, you look at right field, Mookie Betts and Juan Soto. Pretty good right fielders, both teams there. 2018 with the Red Sox and Mookie and 2023 with Juan Soto, or it could be Tatis. Or you're just comparing Soto to Betts, Soto and left. If Tatis goes to right and bets as a corner outfielder, they both have star corner outfield. Like that's that's the comparison there. JD Martinez as a DH, Matt Carpenter. Uh, maybe you put JD Martinez and compare him with like Tatis instead of Carpenter. Uh, but JD Martinez had the edge, has the edge over Carpenter if you're comparing them, like 2018 Martinez and 2023 Carpenter. Uh, but again, Matt Carpenter was great when he was healthy with the Yankees in that stretch in the regular season. So I hope the Padres can get some sort of that, some sort of resemblance there uh, with Matt Carpenter. And then you look at the rotations. There are big names, both rotations, right? Porcello, I think he won the Cy Young that year, I want to say. Um it was not great like with the ERA or anything like that, but um, Porcello, Price, Sale, you look at the Padres, Darvish, Musgrove, Snell. Porcello, that was when he was really, really good. Or it was Porcello 2016. It might have been 2016 when he won the Cy Young. That feels right. Let me double check that. Uh, but my point is you have big names. You have big names. In both rotations, yeah, 2016 was when he won the Cy Young. So 2018, he was still a pretty big name in baseball. Um, I don't think people were putting him up with like the Grom or Scherzer, but that's still a good name. Uh, and the Padres, Musgrove, Snell, Darvish, like there is really big potential there. We, we saw this past year with Darvish and Musgrove and even Snell in the postseason. Yeah, he had that rough Mets outing, but I thought he pitched pretty well. Uh, after that, and he was great in September, I thought. Um, this, he's always a great pitcher second half of the season. I hope that he can find that a little earlier in the regular season um, and not be, you know, stinking up, stinking it up in Colorado. But I'd rather have him firing in September than firing in April and not firing on all cylinders in September and going into October, right? I think we can all agree on that. So, uh, yeah, there, there, there's some similarities here. In the bullpen, obviously, the Red Sox had Kimbrell. We have Hader and Suarez. I mean, they had Joe Kelly, Matt Barnes. Uh, we have some good names there. Garcia, Tim Hill. Who knows what Pomerantz, Pomerantz and Hill's going to give you. Like, uh, Hill stays pretty healthy, so we kind of know what he's going to give you. Matchup guy. He can come in some high leverage situations. Uh, so th there's similarities. I hope you can see those similarities with the 2018 Red Sox and the 2023 Padres. 
Based on what I was counting, the Red Sox there, 52.8 compared to the Padres, 49.6. F4, they have the edge. But, again, these fan graphs, these are projections. Um, what really matters is what happens on the field. You know, Tatis, when he comes back, he could get hurt, and that totally messes with the projections, right? Uh, or Pomerantz could stay healthy, and that messes with the projections, uh, like I mentioned earlier. So, it's all... It's all just fun conversation right now, right? We're all just waiting for it to happen on the field. But I thought that was a, a fun kind of thing to go over here in the offseason when not a whole lot is happening. It seems like the Padres, maybe they'll make a couple more moves. We're kind of waiting on if, will the Padres sign Jerks and Profar? I don't know. We're kind of waiting on that. Uh, but I thought this was a fun conversation to have here in this offseason. Uh, let's get to the chat here in a second, but first... This episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheese steaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. Alright, let's get to the chat here. Flygod97 says, I hope the Padres have an even better season than the 2018 Red Sox. Yeah, so regular season, I don't know. Um, the, the, uh, the Red Sox, they were great. 2018 regular season, 108 wins. I'd rather have the Padres win 97 games and win the World Series than win 108 games or win 111 games like the Dodgers did this past year and get knocked out in their first round, right? I'd rather win the World Series. So, and, and when you talk about the postseason, is it possible for the Padres to have a better season than the Red Sox when the Red Sox won the World Series? Not really. And I'm fine with not having a better season than the Red Sox. If that means we win the World Series and Bogarts can say, well, this was a tie, you know, okay, I don't care. We won the, we won the whole thing. We won the World Series, right? We won that piece of metal. That's what I care about, you know? So, um, I hope the Padres have a great regular season, as long as it means that it translates to that postseason success, right? Quan says, I think we saw the real Soto during the playoffs. I agree. He came up clutch. You know, the Mets, game three, finally had came through that with that big hit uh, down the left field line for some insurance. And then the division series game, was it game three? wasn't game I know game four he had the the big game tying hit but I, I thought he did something in game three as well but maybe not but in the NLCS he hit multiple home runs um he gave the Padres the lead in game four and then Manaya who admitted he was lazy this past year which pissed me off and a lot of Padres fans pissed them off too uh, he blew that um and then game five he had a home run in game five right I want to say he don't run in game five. Uh, Padres end up taking the lead, and then Bryce Harper hits the home run, unfortunately, and then the Padres season ended. Uh, but yeah, he he came up. I agree. He came. We saw the real Soto in the playoffs. He he rose up in those moments, and I again I, I think he's due for a big year in twenty twenty three with the Padres, and uh, he doesn't seem like someone that's going to be like well. 
I'm going to get 400 plus billion in free agency. I'm not going to work hard. No, uh, he wants to win. He wants to keep building that legacy and, and do something that's never been done in San Diego, right? A World Series had never been won in Washington with the Nationals, that national-specific franchise. And he was able to do something that had never been done there and trying to do that with the Padres. Um, yeah, I don't buy this, Jake. He says here the home run derby definitely affected his swing. I don't really buy that. Uh, maybe it affects him for like a week or two, but affects you're telling me it, it affected his swing. Something that he did in July, right? It was July that affected his swing in September. I, I don't. I, I just don't buy that. It's Juan Soto. He's amazingly talented. I think he could fix his swing back to being a line drive hitter, hitting to all fields. I think he just slumped. And he'd say that. He would have just probably said it at the time, too. I just need to be better. And it's disappointing, and I'm working hard to be better. And uh, I think he's going to continue working hard, obviously, to be better uh, in 2023 and 2024 and beyond. He does not seem like an Eric Cosmer where he'll refuse to try to improve if, if it's not his way. Um, it seems like he always tries to work on his defense as well. Like he has the work ethic there. Uh, MCC951 comments concerned with starting pitching depth along with bench depth at the moment, but trust that the, those holes will be filled before opening day. Yeah, I think it's, it's okay for a Padres fan like you here to have concern with starting pitching depth. I don't think Padres fans have a bunch of confidence in the the group in the minors. Tehran didn't pitch in the big leagues last year. Uh, Groom never pitched in the big leagues before. Ryan Weathers sucked in AAA. Not a whole lot of confidence there. I totally understand that. Lugo hasn't pitched consistently starting since 2017 when he made like 18 starts. That's not even 25 or 30. Uh, and Nick Martinez hasn't done it consistently in a while either. I know he started last year, but he went to the bullpen and was more effective out of the bullpen than in the rotation. So yeah, I'd like them to add another starter as well. Uh, bench depth, yeah. Um, right now, I, under I understand why it's not the strongest because when Tatis comes back, well, then that moves someone to the bench and your bench will be stronger. Uh, but that's someone that will be moved to the bench. I want that guy starting on opening day in left field. And the bench right now, what is it? Johnny, uh, sorry, I saw Johnny Cueto in the comments. Not Johnny Cueto. David Dahl, Jose Zokar, Brandon Dixon. Who's the infield depth? Matt Carpenter's DHing. Is Pedro Severino on the roster as of now? Probably. Uh, so, yeah, it's not strong right now. Uh, but if they do add, let's say, Jerk and Profar or David Peralta, it does get stronger when Tatis comes back. If Tatis, you know, gets hurt, I hope not. I sure hope not. Um, but you can't guarantee him being fully healthy. If, some, if he gets hurt or someone else gets hurt, then they'll probably go get someone else. I'd, maybe they get Mancini. I'm not really thinking that they will because they got Matt Carpenter. 
But I hope they get someone like Profar or they make a trade to bring in a starting outfielder, whether it's like Max Kepler or they bring in just a depth guy who can start some games. Uh, some fans like Chad Pinder, but if you look at his baseball savant, it is horrible. Uh, but Bob Melman knows him, so if he, he likes Chad Pinder, all right, I guess. Um, but yeah, David Peralta, Jerkson Profar, who else is out there? Um, I don't know if you want to consider Luke Voigt too much because you did bring in Carpenter. You have Crony at first, uh, and Voigt probably sees himself as a starting player. I think he'll get that from someone. Uh, Dom Smith's off the market. He just went to the Nationals. Um, I'm blinking on other left fielders right now, but obviously people are going to mention Brian Reynolds' name. Uh, but I'd like to see a potential trade with Max with Twins with Max Kepler because uh, he has, I think, multiple years of control still. Uh, but yes, yeah, so those are some of the options right now. But yeah, bench depth, it's a little concerning. Starting pitching depth, a little concerning. But I do trust that those holes will be filled, like you say here. Um, I don't know if they're going to fill the starting pitching hole because there they're still might be free agents. They can make trades going leading up to opening day. I don't know if that hole will be filled by spring training. Uh, if they don't get Cueto or Waka, then maybe it's not going to get uh, filled before then. Uh, but I think they'll add another bat, I would think. Because I don't think they want David Dahl as their starting left fielder for the first 20 games, do they? I don't know. Uh, Flygod97 here says, any update on Johnny Cueto? No. We saw that report from, who was it? Was it Heyman? Who said that the Padres had interest in Johnny Cueto? And then didn't really hear anything after that. We heard Padres had interest in Evaldi. Then he goes to the Rangers. The Angels were also interested in him as well. That's pretty much the last update, if I remember correctly. But no, Johnny Cueto, he has not signed with another team. So yeah, uh, Waka's still out there. Johnny Cueto's still out there. Who else? I mean, Zach Davies. Looks like uh, FanFest. 2023 FanFest is, or it has just been announced. I know I totally just took a turn there, but let me check here. Padres Twitter, FanFest. Uh, February 4th. Saturday, February 4th. Uh, the annual event, although... Was it? Is it annual? It didn't happen last year, did it? So, I wouldn't expect Tatis to show up to this because he's suspended. I don't know if he can do public events while he's suspended, but hopefully Bogarts is there. Uh, well, February 4th, that's before, yeah, that's before spring training. I know guys report a little earlier because uh, of the World Baseball Classic. But that's that's before guys uh, head out to spring training. Pretty much right before. Interesting. So Saturday, February 4th, FanFest. Uh, there's not really any information about that. 
like what's going to be happening, who's appearing, but that just came down. So that's cool. All right. I think that's going to do it here. Talking Friars episode 314. Thank you everyone for tuning in here. Go Padres. And I'll talk to you guys later. See ya.